listening to the RTF Podcast. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringTheFaith.com I feel like I need to do this topic a little more justice. I actually pulled the YouTube video down yesterday. This is a podcast exclusive special follow-up segment to Father Don Farnan, pastor of St. Charles Borromeo Parish in Kansas City. And he puts out on this blog, you probably heard my other show where I literally read his words, word for word, verbatim, very little commentary in between, a little bit before and after. But I pulled the YouTube video because I think there's more here going on as I was thinking about it today. I'm going to try to do another YouTube video about it that goes a little deeper into what we're witnessing. For example, this guy in writing demonizes priests in the diocese of Kansas City, Missouri without using their names. But if you were living in Kansas City, you would know exactly to whom he refers. And I don't want to go into it. I don't want to use names either, and I don't want to drudge up old stories. But there are some tragic cases in Kansas City that he is referring to, except he's blaming a culture within the church, a culture of rigidity, of seminarians wearing cassocks and saternos, dressing up like girls, he calls it, a clerical subculture that gives socially awkward, introverted, homeschooled, sexually repressed young men a safe corner into which they can go and hide. And according to Father Don Farnan, this corner allows them to exist, continue to exist, with what he presumes is a cognitive dissidence, a fracture between what they believe and what they feel. And his psychology says that so long as what you believe and what you feel are two separate things, it will end in disaster. And so therefore you have to follow your feelings. I mean, in a nutshell, that's one way to describe liberalism. That's one way to describe woke leftism. It's pretty commonplace that you say, the bleeding heart is of the left and the cold heart is of the right because people on the right are overly rational, legalistic, and logical. People on the left have bleeding hearts. They're emotional. They wear their emotions on their sleeves. This is a tired old thing, but there is some truth to the idea of placing the supremacy 
in the precipitated emotions, which is what the left seeks to do. If it feels good, do it. One of the mantras of the sexual revolution of the 1960s. This, of course, is the same time in which Father Don Farnan was formed. He came out of that era. He is a product of the sexual revolution. He's not a counter-revolutionary. He's a revolutionary. He's not fighting against the sexual revolution. He speaks of the alphabet people, the LGBTQRS people, in glowing terms on his blog. He's obviously a feminist. He obviously has a disdain for anything masculine. They're smoking cigarettes. We know that that's not something we should do anymore. Side note, I do think that cigarettes are a little bit effeminate. But my guess is, my educated guess is that Father Don Farnan isn't smoking a pipe or a cigar as an alternative to the effeminate cigarettes. No, 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 no. To him, cigarettes are manly, and therefore he hates them. He speaks about turning your back on the congregation, muttering things in Latin, obsessing over orthodoxy. He calls these things peripheral things, often advocated by, quote, young priests. Father Farnan understands that the tide is turning against him. The demographics are not in his favor in the long term. Having just lived through the COVID lockdowns and the nightmare that that has caused on the lay people, my guess is, is that now that his doors are back open, or at least partially open, sometimes to the vaccinated, to the masked, that his numbers aren't so good. My guess is he looks across the way at some of the Orthodox parishes in the diocese with a little bit of jealousy. And he says, sure, sure, these guys, these young guys will do well for a time, but they can't possibly be Orthodox their whole lives. They can't be rigid forever. They can't obsess over liturgy for their entire adult lives because, in the end, all they're doing is masking their own brokenness. They come from rigid households. Many of them are homeschooled. He says that the church is often an organism with negative subcultures within its structures. And then he compares it to a college fraternity where there's hazing, drinking to excess, pillaging, conquests of various forms. He compares it to business. He says people eventually grow out of that. They grow out of these things. And they start to realize that things like smoking and sexism are for the past. Father Don Farnan, I did the side-by-side. I showed you the video of him dancing with the stars for a charity event. 
the man who wears leather vests, leather pants, and dances around like a buffoon is projecting onto young Orthodox priests who refuse to behave in such manner. He's projecting his own insecurities upon them. He's projecting perhaps his own sexual confusion on them. He's saying that these young guys all have secret lives that would scandalize all of us. That may be true here and there. But by and large, we all know where the large numbers of deviants have come from. And it's not from the cassock-wearing, rigid, homeschooled priests. It's from the boomers like Don Farnan. Statistically speaking, he's far more likely to be a pervert and even perhaps a predator than any of these young guys coming up the ranks that scare him with their Latin and their cassocks. So do you see the perversion here, though? This is what the left excels at in their psychology. They excel at projecting their own weaknesses, apprehensions and fears, anxieties. They project those things onto their enemies, and then they ruthlessly attack them. They slay them. They seek to cancel them. There is no such thing as discourse or dialogue with a leftist. That's exactly what Don Farnan is. He's a leftist, a committed leftist. There's no dialoguing with him. He doesn't, he'll dialogue with a prot, a heretic, an apostate. But will he dialogue with a Orthodox priest? No, probably not. Would he dialogue with a traditional Catholic? No, I don't think so. There are some other things about him that are going to come out, and they're going to start to come out on this podcast. Because ultimately what we're talking about is an alt-left priest existing within a very conservative diocese with a pretty good bishop. As far as New Church goes, Bishop Johnson is one of the good ones. If this were in any other time, he'd probably be one of the great ones. He's a product of his formation, just like all of them are. But on a relative basis, he's a pretty good one. And he's not a left-wing ideologue, unlike this man. So imagine being the bishop of a diocese that has large numbers of traditional Catholics operating within it, And then you have these alt-lefties running around, prancing around, I should say, light in their loafers. These lispy priests who pit themselves against traditionalism, who pit themselves against the seminarians of the diocese. Is this guy trying to become a bishop or something? He's trying to be in lockstep with Francis's new agenda? Why does this priest even have a blog? 
if not for it to be read by people that he deems to be important. Here he is, he's dancing with the stars because it's about him. The blog is about him. Dancing with the stars is about him. He rode a donkey into church one time on Palm Sunday, so I've heard. It's showmanship. It's not liturgy. It's not for the greater and honor and glory of God. It's for the greater honor and glory of Don Farnan. He attacks homeschoolers. He attacks priests in his diocese by name without using their name. He offers enough information to identify them. You know, this is the time of year when the bishops start doing their annual appeals. They do fundraising. In Kansas City, my understanding is the bishop is seeking to fundraise for renovations to the cathedral. And here this guy is, Farnan, making national news by sounding the alarm. Oh no, the trads are coming. These young guys, they obsess over orthodoxy. What would you have them obsess over? Don Farnan, their blogs, their Dancing with the Stars, their performances. What would you have them obsess over? Their leather pants? Playing footsie with you? Farnan's obviously taking his cues from Rome. Farnan was on the wrong side of the historical fight in Kansas City, which... More information is going to come out about that. Unfortunately, though, like the worst part about this is what it implies about the state of Don Farnan's soul at the moment. This is not something that we judge on. I don't know anything about the state of his soul except for what you can infer from the fact that he believes that the manner in which we pray to Almighty God is peripheral. That how we comport ourselves at Holy Mass is peripheral. That the maintaining of tradition is peripheral. That the really important thing is not turning your back on your congregations or obsessing over orthodoxy. The really important thing is having a blog and dancing around on YouTube. This is not the sign of someone who is in love with Jesus Christ, who is madly in love. This is not the sign of someone who takes his vocation seriously. The man who posts YouTube videos of himself wearing a polo seeks to be a man of the people, seeks to have a lay-led church. He's the presider. He's the president of the congregation. Anything but to be called a priest. 
The Mass is a table blessing. It's a family meal. Anything but to call it a sacrifice. The man who avoids using the precise terms of what things are, who is unable to bring himself to speak the truth, is somebody who is influenced by the demonic. And that's what's really sad. That's what's really sad about Don Farnan in Kansas City, Missouri, lambasting homeschooled, rigid households that are producing Orthodox Catholics that obsess over things like speaking the truth, being correct, teaching with charity, living the priestly vocation at all times in all its visible and invisible forms. He's sounding the alarm to his fellow liberals and he's trying to put himself out there so that people will read it. And it's not people like you and me that he wants to read it. No, 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 no. He wants to be noticed by the alt-left crowd. Don Farnan wants to be noticed by the bishop pickers, by those in the American Episcopate who are looking for yes-men who will adhere to the Francis agenda. He's even projecting his own lack of chastity. I would not be surprised to discover that Don Farnan is a homosexual. I would not be surprised to discover that Don Farnan has not been true to his vows of celibacy. And that is why, look, misery loves company. He wants to take other people down with him. This is why he makes baseless accusations against conservative, orthodox seminarians and priests. Because if he can drag them into the mud with himself, it will make him feel better about his own shortcomings. There's going to be more to follow about Don Farnan. I'm going to do an entire investigative report about this man. He thinks he can strike the reputations of conservatives. Well, you've got another thing coming. You're listening to the Podcast. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. Restoringthefaith.com